we're so uniquely great. And it's such a gift to be here <laughs> on this planet. So just by being here alone is such a beautiful gift. And those intuitive hits, no one else is going to know about except for us with those impulses that come up all the time. Working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? Between walking those 10,000 steps, hydrating, making plant-based meals for our family, Pinterest-worthy lunches for our kids, spectacular date nights for our husband, and let's not forget, climbing that corporate ladder, we're asked to do these things each and every day. So much so that often it feels like we are trying to balance on the high wire of life. So welcome to the High Wire Woman podcast, hosted by me, Rosanna Brary. I'm an immigration lawyer, a mother to a teenage son, a wife, and an entrepreneur who truly believes that working women can have it all. Join me as I interview other high-achieving women, and together, let's learn about the skills and the fortitude that we need to create the happy, prosperous, and balanced life we so richly deserve. Hi, Wire Woman. Wow, oh, wow. Do I have a special guest for you? Talk about someone that's done it all. So today we're lucky to talk to Katie Chinakis. Katie's a Greek international actress who made her first on-screen network appearance in 2005. She has shared the silver screen on big roles on CSI New York, Cold Case, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Law and Order, all of our fan favorites. In one year, she worked with 19 legendary A-list stars including, are you ready? Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Jessica Simpson, Morgan Freeman, Antonio Banderas, and don't forget Nicolas Cage. In her spare time, she specializes in cartoon animate, animation voices with her branded name, Cartoon Katie. She has been personally invited by Ariana Huffington to write under publications, Thrive Global and the Huffington Post. She's an author of a published poetry book. She has a very popular podcast called She's All Over the Place. And it's super amazing and great to have Katie here to tell us how the hell does one person do all this? So Katie, welcome to the High Wire Woman podcast. Hi, Rosanna. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you to connect empowerment or the ripple effect and to, to the woman tuning in. Hello. We love you. Thank you for being here. I hope to give you some inspiration and excitement. So Katie, I'm tired from reading your bio. Okay. <laughs> I understand. And according to that, you made your first on-screen TV appearance in 2005. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it hasn't been like 50 years or anything. You've done a lot in a very short period. So tell us how you do it. Tell us what you've done. Just give us some insight because we're all busy working women scratching our heads every single day. Ask myself the question, how the hell am I going to do all of this? Yeah. One step at a time. Just take deep, deep breaths. One step at a time. When I was really young, I just had this fire and passion within me. And I just protected it and kept that very close to, you know, my heart and soul. And I nurtured it at a very young age. I also ran cross country. So my dad was a cross country runner. He turned me on to cross country running. So for, you know, the woman or the, the woman who has a child or for youngsters listening to it, and just in the moment of now, it's like we all have gifts. So just being attuned and aware of our gifts that we had. So my dad ran cross country. He turned me on to cross country. I'm Greek. I had this fire and this passion. It's just kind of some of the gifts that I was given. We're all given gifts. That's the beauty of life. Like there's so many gifts happening. And so since my dad ran cross country, he turned me on to cross country running. And so I learned about short term, medium term, long term goals at a very young age. 
And so I always thought in my mind, when I have children one, one day, God willing, I want them to be, do sports, not that they need to be the next basketball player, football player, or sure. Olympian, but it really makes you an oak tree and gives you the solid strength and foundation from within to kind of put you out for the game of life. So with the foresight and insight, I applied those principles to not only my personal life, but to my professional life. So what I learned what I do as an individual affects the whole. So it's kind of, it starts with me and then everyone else. I always had an ambition to make other people feel good. I've always been very, very sensitive. I didn't know the language of empath of HSP, right. highly sensitive person, 16 to 20% of the population had that. I didn't know that those words, those terminologies, but I was very sensitive. And I saw how unhappy a lot of people were. And I didn't watch the news and I saw everything was happening. I was just very highly aware and sensitive to that. I saw how upset people were and I wanted them to feel good, you know? So mm -hmm. I always wanted to entertain and make people laugh. And it was kind of for me like full circle, right? If I could make you happy, the listener mm -hmm. happy, then I feel happy inside and it's full sure. circle. So I did that for a long time. And then I found, but I was giving out all this energy, but then I wasn't, I was feeling depleted. I wasn't feeling good inside. So then I had to check in with myself. I was doing it because I hooked myself onto this old platform or this thing that once made me feel good, but it wasn't aligned with who I was anymore. So through the process, I had to be authentic with myself and dismantle and shed the old skin that wasn't me and get back in alignment with my goals and my intentions of what made me happy. And I did this all through my art. And I did this through communication and language and being in the workplace. And so, you know, as an actor, my happiness, I put into my work, my sorrows, I put into my work, my painting, my poetry, like the writing I've done, I put it into my work, the projects that I produce, I'll take real life situations or things I've observed, and life imitates art, art imitates life. Mm -hmm. So I just always scale and lift it and I apply it to the art. An example would be during the lockdown, right? I'm an actor. I've, I've done some things that you've mentioned. Mm -hmm. And as an actor, as a producer, as a creator, when March 2020 happened, I wanted to put my head down and like, just what am I going to do? And I just decided I'm going to create a lockdown comedy improv web series. Why? Because everyone was unemployed. Half of the union wasn't working. So the admin and all the administrative stuff to go and do an actual union production, you had to jump through so many hoops. So I thought like, what can I do? And this applies to any profession or any personal thing one wants to do in life. When you want to set your intention to do something, if you know the through line and the things that you don't know, start messy and do it, just go for it. Just start messy everything will work itself out and you just pivot shift, pivot shift during the process, like and make it an interpersonal challenging game within oneself. I knew being an actor, if I did an improv comedy web series that wasn't scripted, I could be my name without having it be union because being union, I would have had to jump through so many hurdles and it sure. could have taken three to four months to get papers and all that. So I dismantled anything that would be in my way. I dismantled as much as I could that would be out of my way so I could just create. And so I created the Couples Therapy, which is on the Sophisticated Psychos YouTube channel. You know, we did season one, two, and three. Season one and two are out. And it's like, well, now I'm in a situation where I put all this energy out. I put all this mm -hmm. energy out. And in life, we do that. We're like, you know, we're doing all these things. 
So it's like, how can I have it re- be reciprocal? How can I put it on the train track where it's like, I'm going to feel the glory and the, the beautiful accolades that I want. And I want the people to see it in my profession. So I thought as a producer, I'm going to put it in the film festival circuit. So I talked to two people on my team and then I put in the film festival circuit and we had over 900 invites. We accepted about a hundred. And then we've won over 20 best web series so far internationally. I won best director for four and best actor for four. So just by that, by putting it out there yeah. and doing it for the intention, for the love and the, your intention of why you want to do it, whatever's sacred to you, intention could be a very big word that a lot of people get stuck on. I know mm-hmm. I did for a long time, but just simplistic, simplistic, simplistic and break it down, you know, at least two times a day, sometimes three, when I'm feeling stuff, I'll just dismantle myself from every situation and I'll just set my alarm for 21 minutes and I'll just sit there and I'll breathe no matter what's happening around me. And I'll just listen to the intelligence of my body. Sometimes I'll cry. Sometimes just I'll feel like the pressure for five or seven, 10 minutes. And then it like, it comes up and it passes. So I always like reset because with all this stuff going on, we need to be able to just stop what we're doing and just breathe and just kind of be in the moment so we can catch up with ourselves, if that makes sense. Yeah. And yesterday I was, I was working. And so I'm working on my desktop, but I have a text message coming in. Someone's messaging me on WhatsApp. Someone sent me a Vox from Voxer. So all these things are like ding, 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 you know, all over the place. And it's so hard, especially now. I mean, I'm old enough where I lived in the time when, you know, we didn't have all these apps and stuff. It's so hard to not get overwhelmed because all of those things that were dinging and buzzing at me wanted something. And I just wanted to be like, hands up, I'm done. I don't want to do any of this. (laughs) This is all too much. So I love the idea of just centering yourself. Sometimes I will just stop what I'm doing. I'll just go take a walk for five or 10 minutes just to kind of recompose all of the chaos. So tell me more about this intuition. I've had people on the podcast that swear on their life on intuition and allowing it to guide us. Tell us a little bit about your feelings on intuition. A couple of things I just would like to mention. I mean, I'm into a lot of neuroscientists and everything, and I don't know if it was Dr. Huberman, but it was some doctor scientist that recently said, when you actually meditate and go for a walk, it needs to be for 17 minutes. There's something ah, neurologically with the okay. brain and your cells, everything needs to kind of reset. It has to be at least for 17 minutes. So that's why I always just do 21. Um, okay. To give I, myself I'm going to do that. Time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, intuition. I would love to speak on this topic because when I was a kid, I was very in tune to that little voice I kind of was telling you about. Mm. And, you know, according to Dr. Joe Dispenza, we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day. 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts. So that's why journaling is so great. And that's why they say, oh, it's right when you're fresh in the morning or when Mm. you're dismantling at the end of the night, just just to get out all those frictional thoughts and then be able to sleep and then have kind of new dreams and new thoughts. But I went along with my intuition along my journey. And then someone, I won't say who, we have these scripts in our head and we have people's Mm -hmm. voices, whether we're aware, even if we don't see the people, they take up psychological space in our minds, right? Absolutely. I had, I'm telling another short story. So this woman who I was working with for a long time, although I didn't see her and talk to her and I kind of dismantled her in a way because it's kind of a white canvas and it's, you know, it's kind of like our auric field. So it's your 
it's the synergy and energy of our life force of what we have around. And although like all these people who are contacting you on Voxer and stuff, those are little like jabs and little hits. And then people who are like your grandparents and ancestors and like maybe your son or your family members Mm -hmm. or friends, these are other energetic people who are on your canvas. So I had this one woman who I loved very much, but she became, she got involved in some things that were very toxic. It was very unhealthy the way our relationship was and the way we were, I was being treated and the way I was allowing her to treat me. That one point things got so slow. I had to just on a psychological level, when I went into the new year, I had to cut her off on a psychological level. So Mm -hmm. I went into the new year afresh without that person in my auric field and in my canvas. And you know what? It was a personal business relationship and it started as a business relationship. I was talking with God in the universe and my intuition. And I was sitting outside on my porch and I was just looking up and I'm like, and I was just talking to myself. I'm like, I know for the next, and this was a few years ago. I'm like, I know for the next year, I'm going to take a hit and I'm going to lose 30 to $60,000 of one of my revenue streams from dismantling this relationship because I would get so much work from this agency. But my character, my integrity, who I was, my connection with divine femininity, why we're on the call right now, while the woman is tuning in right now, was more important and sacred to me than money. And so my root chakra, your root is your security, your base and where fear comes in and why we choose some of the things that we choose out of fear of money is a big one. You know, I'll just stay there. Mm-hmm. But I knew in my grander purpose, instead of running around with 30 to 60 jobs in one year to get 30 to $60,000, depending on how much the job paid, I would, for a longevity level, the rest of my journey here on this planet and for eternity, for my legacy moving forward, for the importance of divine femininity and the impact that we have on one another would be infinite compared to that short-lived relationship. It was bigger than me. I had to step outside of my ego and step outside of my own self and what I thought could be good for me to remove myself so I could endow in better relationships with femininity. And which means I would be developing a better relationship with myself too. Yeah. And I love that short story because so many of us feel like we're stuck in bad relationships or toxic business agreements. And it's so hard to look on the outside of those and see that there are other things. And sometimes the money isn't everything, right? You know, when something's wrong and I've done things for money purposes that I knew were bad right out from the beginning, but forced myself to do it. And it was awful. It was Mm -hmm. terrible. And, you know, I think as I've gotten older and I think women in general, as they age, are able to set those boundaries and filters. And yes, we all need money to survive. And I'm not trying to be flip about that, but you know it when you see it, you know it when you feel it, you know when you're with someone that's not good for you or toxic or the negativity. It's so hard right now. So many people are just negative, 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 negative all day long. And you put the news on and you want to jump out the window because it's just negative, negative. Everyone's dying. Everything's terrible. Nothing's good. It's so hard to draw those boundaries. I would like to say some hacks based off what you said just now and and before also. So Tim Ferriss is amazing. And he Mm -hmm. was on Meditative Story with Ariana Huffington. And so he's just someone that talks about it recently. But I've known this for years and people know it. A couple of things. One, I'll turn my phone on airplane mode. So if I'm in podcast mode or writing mode or something, I'll turn my phone on do not disturb 
So I'm not hearing those dings. So if I'm writing something, if I'm doing something, if I'm my voiceovers, when I do voiceovers, I have an iPad, I have an email set up just for voiceovers. So my agents send me voiceovers to my iPad only and nothing, okay. there's no phone hooked up there. There's oh, no dings. I'm not on any apps. It's just the iPad is dedicated. Everything has to have their own dedication. So my iPad is for voiceover only. I have a studio. It's for recording only. And yeah, so like when I go to sleep at night, I turn my phone on airplane mode. So the radiation and frequencies aren't attuning to my being. I'm very sensitive and I just want to have like a really deep, deep, beautiful sleep. So that's really important. And if you know, it's like, we know it's what you said, the intuition, that's that voice, that intuitive hit. And we know, and then we do it anyway. So trusting that knowing voice more and make it into a game of curiosity and an interpersonal challenge and fun game with oneself. Like, hmm, like, I know I don't want to do this, (laughs) but I know I'm going to do it anyway. But guess what? I'm going to do it anyway. And that's fine because I know I'm going to do it because I've been hijacked. I'm on a cellular level where I'm not attuning and aligning to who I am and empowering myself. And I'm going to do that anyway. But I'm going to I'm going to observe what's going to happen with a route that I know I'm going to do that I don't want to do and just see what happens and how it unfolds. And then maybe journal about it. Be like before you actually go through with it or after be like, I knew a was happening. I knew I had a B choice. I wasn't going to take the B choice, even though I wanted to. But I'm going to journal about what the B choice would have looked like or how that would have felt, or how the A one's going to look. So then you can kind of, this this is where the tedious work comes in, because then you can see A path and B path, because you know what you know, and then you don't know what you don't know. Those are some really important things. So there's so many people out there that they want to do things and they never do them, right? Like we're so distracted with everything else. You know, I've been saying for like two years, like, oh, I really need to write a book. I really want to write a book. It's really important to me. I never write the book. There's so many people that do that with so many different things. How do we get our mind, body, spirit? How do we focus on getting something done that we're just not really focused to do? What do you recommend? Hacks, H-A-C-K-S. So hacks, any audiobooks on overdrive that you want to listen to for free, you can download up to 30 audiobooks per month for free. I just type in hacks, mind hacks, work hacks. Just learn how to hack. So what what happens is it's just an energy. Time is an illusion of energy and space. So basically, you mentioned TV earlier and all the negative things that are happening and people this and people that, which is so outside of ourselves. And not to say we're dismantling not having compassion of what's happening in the world or we're not of the world, but there's so much happening in the world. Like there's so much. We're human. We can't keep up with it all. It's too much. How can anyone focus and create and get anything done if you're just so aware with everything. So I don't have a TV. I do not watch the news. I haven't watched the news. If I'm at my mom and dad's house, I'll maybe see the news a couple times by being with them because I've seen them and they're just watching the news. And there are people who wake up and instead of tuning in with themselves, they tune into the news, which is force fed information that people really, I don't want to say that people don't want to hear because obviously they want to hear it or they don't want to hear it or they don't know they want to hear it, but they're just so programmed to just turn on the news because they have to see what's happening in the world. And they think that's all what's happening in the world. Those people are the people who aren't in tune with who they are. If they have to go outside of yourself to turn on a box to see what's happening. I mean, it's one thing to be up to speed, you know, in school and, you know, you have to like 
do certain like topics of the news. We'd have to do that in school, like pick certain topics in the newspaper and like write about it. So we're like attuned. So we're trained at a very young age in the school system to be reading the news, to be on top of what's abreast of what's happening in the world. But it's gluttony. It's too much. So like if you're a person who likes TV and watches the news, maybe instead of seven days a week, you do it two times a week. Okay. But if you're like, I have to do it every day. Well, are you doing it for an hour or 45 minutes? Or can you do it in 15 minutes? You know? So if you're talking to someone on the phone and they're like, every time I'm talking to them, I just feel so drained. Like, or God, I'm talking to them all the time. They're always wanting my time. Well, if you're talking to them for 30 minutes, talk to them for 15. Be like, oh, I got to do something. I got to go. Oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Let me call you back. Misery loves company. Like everyone wants a pity party. And anyone who just wants to blah, blah onto your life, they will. If you allow them to, people only treat us how we allow them to treat us. So I won't talk to certain people. I'll remove myself from certain people. It doesn't mean I don't love these people. I'm just, I'm so interested and so into the part of creating that you're not sitting around twiddling your thumbs in your mind, thinking about like this person who who's draining your energy. Cause while you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs, they're still draining your energy when you're not talking about talking to them. And then when you're not actually talking to them, if it's a person on the phone, you're talking about them. Like you're <laughs> spending so much energy on this person. And even if you're not complaining to another person, you're thinking it in your head. Like that's how you hack your mind and be like, yo, like, what am I thinking about right now? And then, okay, I'm going to stop thinking about that. Five minutes go by. Oh my God, I'm, you've been hijacked. I'm thinking about that same thing again. And just kind of call yourself out in a fun way. Be kind to yourself. Not like, mm-hmm. oh, you're so, because I hear people say, you're so stupid or oh, that was so yeah. dumb of me. Like, no, like that ruins the self-power of your solar plex, of your self-worth. So many women I coach, with, I mean, their self-worth is nothing. They're so low that they feel so horrible about themselves because it's a simple thing is I'm going to do the laundry and then one doesn't do it. When Mm -hmm. you say you're going to do the laundry, that's that intuitive voice that says, I'm going to do the laundry. And then you do it and you feel good. Oh, I did the laundry or I'm going to go get ice cream and I'm going to eat ice cream and you feel good just because you did it. Or if it's like, I'm going to make a million dollars and you do it. It's the same thing as doing the laundry. But if you're like, I'm going to do the laundry or I'm going to go get the mail and you don't and five days go by and the laundry's piling up or five mm-hmm. weeks and the mail and the laundry's piling up, it's an intuitive hit of your intuition and your solar plex and your self-worth. You're showing yourself that you can't come up, stand up for yourself, show up for yourself in the simplest way. And if you can't do it for yourself, how are you going to do it for anyone else? And if you don't do it for yourself, no one else is going to do it for you. And no one knows what you want except for you. Even if I sat here for the next nine hours and shared everything I wanted, it still wouldn't be a clear vision of what I wanted with all those thoughts going on in the evolution of life. We're so uniquely great. And it's such a gift to be here (laughs) on this planet. So just by being here alone, is such a beautiful gift. And those intuitive hits, no one else is going to know about except for us with those impulses that come up all the time. Those are some things to tune into Esther Hicks, YouTube, Caroline Mice, M-Y-S-S. She's a mystic intuitive on YouTube. They all have podcasts. They all have TED Talks. YouTube, you could binge them for hours. A Gabor Mate, M-A-T-E. I love Dr. Gabor, Gabor Mate, G-A-B-O-R, mm-hmm. the wisdom of trauma. And he talks about trauma. So he really 
takes off the blanket of what trauma is and really breaks down in a very eloquent, simplistic way how we all have trauma, how we all have it. So like right now you and me are talking, it's like, I know what's going on with you, even if you don't know what's going on with you. And even though I don't know everything that's going on with you, I don't know everything that's going on with me. So (laughs) when we have that level of compassion and kindness that when we show up, we're all doing our best. The Four Agreements, Miguel, The Four Agreements, amazing book, you know, be impeccable with your word and just do your best. And it's like, at the end of the night, you're like, I did my best. When you wake up, I'm going to do my best today. Or at the end of the night, it's like, you know, I didn't do my best, but that's okay. I did my best that I thought I could do, or I'm going to do better tomorrow. Right. So we talk to our intuition. We develop a relationship with our intuition. We befriend it and we don't have to know everything. And we start messy and we take the tools that work for us and we leave what doesn't. Yeah. I really like that because we strive so much for perfection. So we listen to our intuition and then it doesn't look perfect. And you're like, well, screw this. I'll just do something else. But I liked at the beginning of our conversation, you you know, it's all about just pivoting and shifting and, you know, staying true to that. So you've got a million things going on. What's next? What's next in your world? Well, speaking of pivoting and, you know, what you just said, well, right now I have a book called The Lover's Fairy Tale. And what happened was I wrote these poems through the body of my life and I traveled the world. I wrote about love and language. And during the pandemic, during my birthday, 11-11, it was coming up. And normally I'm like, so this is normal for me. So everyone has like a normal, this is what I would do. Where in the world haven't I gone to that, that I want to go? And I'd be a kid in a candy store and go. But with the pandemic, I was not traveling. Okay. For a year and a half, I didn't go on a plane. And so I pivoted the quality of the question. What's one thing that I've always wanted to do that I haven't done yet? And so I hope you take this with you on your journey. Just ask yourself, what's one thing that I've always wanted to do that I haven't done yet? And write it down and listen to that. That's your intuition. For me, it was to be a, become a published author. I wrote for Ariana Huffington on Huffington Post and now Thrive Global. And I love writing. But I, the hurdles and the jumps of you know publishing, there wasn't self-publishing when I was 12. I don't think so. <laughs> there wasn't Kindle self-publishing, Amazon, all that. So I pivoted the quality of the question and I became a self-published author. That was my birthday gift to myself. And in the spring, I released on World Poetry Day, A Lover's Fairy Tale. And so I'm really excited about that and to share it with people. And I'm really excited next, I hope, to publish my second poetry book. That would be a cool gift. That's awesome. Are you planning to go back into film or TV? Number one. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Yes, it's really important with everything that I focus really on one thing or two at the most. So my goal here in Los Angeles is to become a household name on TV. So and a household name in animation with animation voiceovers. And this is my goal and my target with my intention, with the goodwill behind me. So this is my number one goal. And then everything else is a ripple effect and it's an ocean wave and they all feed one another. But these are these are my number one goals. And if you want to see some of my work, it's on Chinakas.com, my website. Well, that's awesome, Katie. We could talk for days. Your energy is palpable. I mean, you're on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast, but it's palpable. And I'm so excited to talk to somebody who's actually done it all in a very short period of time and, and to listen to how you actually manage that. You know, we get 
so stuck in how do you do all this stuff, right? But really the answers lie within us and it's taking the time to listen and so much. So right now there's so much noise, but it's taking that time, whether it's the walk for 17 minutes or, you know, what do I always want to do and write it down and start thinking about that. I really love how you've, you've put that all in focus for us. So High Wire Women, if you really want to be inspired and learn more uh, about Katie, Katie has a podcast that's called She's All Over the Place, which is really cool. A lot of fun. You're just winding down season three, right? Season four will be in 2022. So that's happening. And she also has a website. We'll have the links in our show notes. But Katie, thank you so much for sharing your energy and your vision today. And I hope all the High Wire women listening stay on that High Wire. And remember, Katie has done this. Let's not recreate things. Let's take information from the experts. And thank you, Katie, for being an expert of women's stuff. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's, it's one of the most charming chats I've had, actually, in the podcast circuit. So I've, it's really an honor to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And then um, for the women, definitely check me out and I can coach you if you need a coaching session, a monthly coaching session, something like that. You know, I can help you on your journey, no matter what it is. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. Awesome. Well, thanks, Katie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the High Wire Woman podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or others, I hope you'll share it with a friend. So together we can all stand that high wire of life. Make sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite listening platform. So you never miss an episode and follow us on social media at High Wire Woman for more information. Until next time, I'm Rosanna Berardi. Be sure to stay on that high wire of life.